Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. Amen. I will say Happy New Year, because it's a new year. So Happy New Year to you all. Um, I think for a lot of us, we are ready. We were ready uh, for 2015 to be over. Um, and, uh, you know, but for other people, it, 2015 was, could have been the most exciting year of your life. You know, you could have had the, the, the baby, you know, the 2015 baby, you know, or you got married, you know, yay, we got married, or you got that, you started in the career you've been wanting your whole life, and you got into it, and yay, you know, and that, and that, so last year was awesome, you just can't wait to see what this year holds, and, and then there's, there's others that are saying, you know, the, Maybe they got a divorce, you know, in 2015, and oh man, let's just file that sucker away, you know, and let's start again, you know. There's that that reality, the the reality of losing a loved one, and going, oh, let's, I'm ready to move, move. I'm ready to to go beyond that season, you know. There's the, you know, from from the excitement of of having a baby to, as we just prayed a minute ago, of having to bury a child. I mean. Just it's so the calendar says it's a new year. I'm thankful that every day is a new day. That every day is a new day in the Lord. That every day that that sun travels around the earth, and that we here we are again, and here it is rising again. That that it's a new day, and that's the promises of God's word. The promises of God's word is that every day is a new day. Doesn't matter if the calendar says 2015 or 2016 or if it's Monday or Sunday and it's church day. Doesn't matter what the calendar says. God's word says every day is a new day. And that's good news, especially if yesterday really stunk. That's good news if yesterday really hurt. That's good news if yesterday was a day you never want to experience again for the rest of your life. But it's also good news if yesterday was amazing. It's also good news if yesterday was the best day. And you hope it repeats. You hope you have a, an awesome Groundhog Day instead of a horrible Groundhog Day over and over again. Every day is a new day. God's word is available to us every day as a new day. You could have not read the Bible for the last 12 years of your life. You could have never cracked a page even for one day of any days of all the days you've been living. And today is a new day. Today is the promise of a new day. Scripture contains the promises of a new day. And that's why I'm excited about this series that we're going on. And it's not just a four-week deal or anything like that. For the next 90 days... All the way to Easter, we're going to be doing this extraordinary series together as we walk through, as we journey through in the New Testament. I'm willing, I mean, I think a lot of us in here, if we've grown up in church, we've been around church, we, we go to Bible studies and stuff like that, we've probably read a good portion of the New Testament, but there's probably not a lot of us in here who've actually read every single word of the New Testament. Sure, you have your favorite books, um, but you know, sometimes people like read through the whole New Testament. They get to Revelation and go ah, and then they just say, "I'll go back to John," and you know, or let's just go on back to Genesis. You know, 
But we're going to go through the whole New Testament together. And in each Sunday, in, 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 our, in all of our services, here in the porch and over in the sanctuary, we're going to be talking about one of the key themes of whatever the reading was for that week. You got, hopefully, a reading plan on your way in. And if you didn't, um, an usher would be happy, happy to give you one. Or there'll be some in the lobby on the way out this morning. Um, and we're going to do this together. We're going to read through Scripture together. Um, great way to think about how to, how to use this because this is a new day. This is the promises of God's word. Is for us to, as, I mean, imagine the times that you've sat down and read something. You go, wow, this is amazing. Now imagine that you're doing that with your small group, with your Sunday school class, with, with, your, with your spouse, with your family, with your entire church to read the word of God together, to walk through it together and see what he wants to show us because Today's a new day. Each day that we open up the word of God, it's a new day. The promises are there for a new day. You know, there's seven days in a week, and, and a lot of us are happy if we have one or two really good days in those seven, right? We're thinking, hey, I'm doing pretty good. This is what I love about the word of God. Every day is a new day. Every day the promises are contained in there for us to take and, and soak in and contemplate. Sometimes they convict us. Sometimes they encourage us. Sometimes they inspire us. Sometimes they freak us out and we go, I need to figure this thing out because I don't really know what it just said. I need some more. The word of God is a promise of a new day. Anyone in here desire a new day? I do. Anybody? A new day. And so this is where we're going with this series is stepping into this. I want you to hear what God's word says about his word. I love that. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says this. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Yes, that might happen as you journey along. There's a good chance you might read something in God's word that makes you go, oh, I don't know if I've been actually lining my life up with what God's word says. Yes, it might happen. So there it is. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. You think about people who call themselves Christians, who call themselves followers of Jesus, and we're expected to be really awesome people. We're expected to be the nicest people, the kindest people, the most giving people, the most hospitable people. We're expected to be the most loving and caring and merciful and gracious. This is what's expected of us. Oftentimes we don't live up to that because we're human beings and we're imperfect. But other times it's not because of, oh, I'm just, I'm just fallible and I'm going to mess things up. It's because we don't know God's word. We haven't been living according to it. So when we have the opportunity to step up and be Jesus, to be Christ-like, we don't because we don't know how to. This is what God's word does. It, it prepares and equips us to do every good work. God's word equips us. You want a new day? It's not just the magic wand, poof, here's a new day, here's a new year, everything's going to be perfect, here you go. This is a journey of faith. This is a journey that we're on. We're going on a journey together. And so when we read together the New Testament, I think it's going to open us up to what God's word has to say. It's going to open us up to the possibilities of what it is. Listen, we live in a time when we want everything to be a quick scroll and a quick swipe away. 
If the headline doesn't catch us, then we're done. If the picture didn't draw our eyes to it, then we move on. And so it will be a challenge to those of us who are used to that, who are connected in that way where it's got to be quick and fast and easy and eye-catching and headline drawing. It's going to be a challenge to us to read the Word of God. I read somewhere sometime, or I heard someone say, I can't remember, but they said, don't ever use the word challenge in church because it makes people feel like they won't be able to live up to it. I don't know. I think maybe that was the same person who talked about everyone getting participation awards. I don't know. (laughs) I'm challenged by this. I'm challenged by this. And I'm a pastor. I'm challenged by this next 90 days. It's okay to be challenged. It's okay to be, to be pushed a little bit. It's okay for someone to say, hey, I, I, are you reading this? Are, are, you, are you reading it? Are, are you along? Are you, half, are, you, are you with me? Who all's in? Are we in? It's a challenge. And so, but if we want a new day, if we want to know the promises of God, if we want to draw in closer to him, then, then let's accept that challenge. Let, let's be okay with being challenged. Oh my goodness, how pitiful it would be if because it's not easy and it doesn't guarantee a certain outcome that we don't do it. Let's accept the challenge. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with that? I, I know Kelly as I heard him. Anybody else? <laughs> Let's accept the challenge. Now, here's one thing I want to tell you about this Bible reading plan, because it's a lot of reading. It really is. It, the whole New Testament, 90 days, it's a lot of reading. Here's one thing that is helpful to me, and I think it'll be up on the screen, is if you happen to miss a day, a reading, you get the flu or something, or something happens, something crazy, just skip it. But here's what you do when you skip it. Just like highlight it or circle it. That way you're not getting behind with everyone else reading. But then you circle it and highlight it so you know that when you get done, you just come back to it and, and read it. You know, when we get done with the 90 days, come back to those highlighted parts that you missed. Come back to those circled things that you, that you were, you know, something happened, you weren't able to get to it that day. So then when you can finally say, maybe for you it's 110 days or 120 days, but you can at the end of it say, I read the New Testament. I've read the Word of God. I've read the New Testament. And He has shown me things, and it has taught me things, and I've been inspired, and I've been convicted, and I've been challenged. And it's a new day. And it's a new day. Because there are promises contained in Scripture that no human being could ever promise you. There are things in the Scriptures that the Holy Spirit can minister to you. You and I could read the same sentence. You and I could read the same passage, the same chapter. You and I could read them side by side, and we could each write down two completely different things. That's how the Holy Spirit of God works. It's a new day. I could read the same passage every day for 90 days, and he could show me something new every day. It's a new day. And the word of God offers that to you and to me. And I don't know of a better time in our church's life for us to embark on this together. As a journey together. If you can read, be part of it. 
You know, there's some ways for families where you can get the, there's a Bible app for kids that's out there that's awesome. You can find stories that relate to the passages that we're reading, and you can play them along. You can listen to it in your car. You can get tons of Bible apps out there where you can listen to Scripture being read as you're driving along the road. You know, use this reading plan. Make it be part of your, your bedtime routine or your dinner routine. Make it part of your small group. Let it, let it be your small group. Let it be, uh, okay, well, here's what we read. What did you hear? There's a really, uh, we've done this for a couple of years now when we, when we do reading plans together, this idea of SOAP, SOAP, S-O-A-P. Here's what it stands for. Um, scripture, that's the reading of the day, whatever it says. And then there's what you observe out of that reading. Again, you're going to observe something different than I am. And then there's the application. You know what that is? That's the so what. That's the what do I do? You know, scripture should always cause us to respond in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's in prayer or, or I mean, I'm not even going to give a list. It, it should, the scriptures should always cause us to do something. If not, read it again. And ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And then there's the prayer portion of it. The praying out. God, I just heard this in your word. God, help me to understand what I just read because I don't know what it is. God, help me to walk out the truth that I completely understand of what I just read. Soap. And so that's a way for you to read the scriptures and then do the soap. Get yourself a book. Get yourself a, a notebook or do your notes on your phone, whatever, and go, okay, I, I'm reading scripture and now I'm doing soap. Scripture, observation, application, prayer. That's an easy way to walk through it. We're going to have daily devotionals online and, and an email for you to, to get that. But that's not the reading. You might get one verse, but that's not the three chapters of that day as we read together in the New Testament. It's a journey, and it's a challenge, and it's a new day. And that's the promises of God's word, the promises of his word. Listen to what Hebrews 4.12 says. For the word of God is dead and worthless. Actionless. No, it doesn't say that. For the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. That's what, that's what scripture does for us. And so whether you've read it once or never or a thousand times, it's brand new. It's a new day. Scripture is a new day. Here's the last verse I want to share with you about this, and it's out of James, uh, verses one, uh, chapter 1, excuse me, verse 22 through 25. And this is where I think a lot of us might find ourselves. Do not merely listen to the word. See, sometimes we just let someone else tell us a word. Someone else read us a scripture. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. I like the NLT of that 
But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, that's the new day. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. That's the new day. That's the new year. There it is right there in God's word. For us to walk together through scripture and not just read it, but to observe it, to apply it, to contemplate it, to live it out, there's the new day. There it is. And so we're calling this series Extraordinary because we believe that, for, that all of us, apart from Christ, are living very, very ordinary lives. Very ordinary. You might have great days, highs, you might have lows, but it's very, very ordinary. Apart from Christ, it's very ordinary. Jesus makes things extraordinary. It's what he does. It, it's, it's how he rolls. If you can say that. See if anyone's paying attention. You may have heard me show you, we share with you in communion how Jesus took what was very ordinary at the table. Very, very common. Very common at the table. It wasn't like, oh, it's it, Jesus is here. Get out the bread and the and the wine, everybody. No, this was very common. At every meal, every gathering, there was bread. There was wine. Very ordinary. It would be like our chips and salsa. <laughs> and and sweet tea. <laughs> Chip salsa, sweet tea. Maybe breadsticks, depending on where you're eating. Very common. Very ordinary. Nothing new. The disciples at that first time Jesus kind of shook the world with this new idea, they didn't go, what's this on the table? No, it was very ordinary. Very ordinary. There. No one was like, oh, what's this about? Ordinary. And then Jesus picked up the ordinary loaf. The ordinary loaf. And he looked at his friends, his friends, his closest friends, people that knew him well. He looked them in the eye, lifting the ordinary bread, and he said to them, this loaf represents my body, and it will be broken for you. Suddenly, this became extraordinary. That's what Jesus does. He takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary. And he did the same thing with the cup. The ordinary cup, always there. And he lifted it up. And he looked at his friends who must be wondering what in the world's going on. And he says, this cup, this cup represents my blood which will be poured out for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And then he says, as often as you get together, I want you to remember this. The ordinary cup now becomes extraordinary. 
It's a representation of what Jesus has done to give you and to give me a new day. Because the new day starts with Jesus. The new day starts with Jesus. The new year starts with Jesus. You ready for something new? It starts with Jesus. He's the one that takes away the sins. He's the one that gives you a fresh start. He's the one that says, I know you. Oh, yeah, I know you. And I love you. I love you. You want a new day? Here's a new day. Believe in me. Walk after me. Follow me. Journey with me. Get to know me. And I will give you new life. From ordinary to extraordinary. And the new day starts right here with Jesus. The challenge, challenge, it's a challenge for you and for me is to continue on this journey. Is to continue on this journey. What does God's word say to me? What does it have to say to me? How, how can I align myself, my life, my thoughts, my actions, my words, my everything, my, my every part of my being? How can I be a better follower of Jesus, the one who took the ordinary and made it extraordinary? I'm going to ask you to spend a few moments in, in preparation and in prayer before you come to receive communion in a moment. It's a new day, folks. Have that conversation with God now as I serve those who will be serving you. Let's pray together before you come and receive. Father, you have been so very good to us. As we come to participate in this sacrament that you've given to us, that you've made extraordinary, from ordinary elements to extraordinary, Lord, I pray that we are reminded again today of the opportunity to walk with you, to be called sons and daughters. Lord, we come as imperfect people, people with regrets, people with hurt, people with pain, people feeling immense guilt. Lord God, but today we come and we, we receive understanding the promise of a new day. Lord, and it's not a magic wand. It is a journey of faith. Lord, we come today starting those steps of that journey. Because we want to live the extraordinary life that you make possible for each and every one of us. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldosta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.